and we're back. Hi, Scotty. This cat, I swear to God. Ridiculous. All right, let's get started. <laughs> and it's go time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, the only, only Lumberjack basketball podcast out there on the market. It is I, Alex, and of course, we have Jacqueline here, aka Jax, and we had a cat, and the cat is now MIA. Yeah, he didn't like the uh, beeping of the, the clock Ah, on the intro. He didn't like that. Sorry, Scotty. Uh, sorry, buddy. Didn't know that. Oh, well, he'll be all right. He'll come back eventually. Um, as you can see, I changed our, for those who are watching live or watching later, I changed the background of our, of our podcast to that amazing after game shot of Trell and, and AJ Kajust, uh, AKA Juice and Trell um, <laughs> after their, after the win on uh, Wednesday night in La Tech. So I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fitting. I thought it was fitting that we, uh, use that picture. So my God, man, what a exciting, exciting game that was. I mean, um, the last time Jacqueline went to that game, uh, I wasn't with her. She was with one of our friends, Lonnie. And uh, I don't even know where I was at the last time we played La Tech. I, mean, I don't remember. But anyway, so uh, I was probably at work or something. Who knows? Anyway, so uh, Jacqueline went the last time and that was when there was a wasn't it? Didn't it go to overtime and end in like a last-second shot with Kevon last time too? I think it was. I thought it was overtime, but I think I looked and it was just regulation. Hold on, let me look. Gotcha. It was yeah. It was just regulation. However, the last time that we played them was at. Well, I'll, I'll save it for the matchup history, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it's just an always an exciting time when we go to Ruston. We have some good Cajun food um, pregame, and then of course we go and watch the game, and the rest is history. Everybody else knows what happens. But uh, we're of course going to talk a little bit about our our trip and our drive to Ruston. Um, we left around one thirty in the. I was going to say in the morning. <laughs> 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, uh, the time I got home. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we left around 1.30 in the afternoon. We wanted to get there early. That way we could have plenty of time to sit and eat and relax before the game, um, which we did. We decided to go to, where did we go, Jacqueline? What was the name of that place? Ponchatoulas. Ponchatoulas. Now, if that isn't a Cajun Louisiana name for a restaurant, I don't know what is. Um sure. Very, very Cajun. But anyway, we uh, we arrived there. I'd never gone there before. Um, I don't know if Jacqueline has ever gone there before. Ponchatoulas? Yeah. Yeah, I've eaten there before. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it was my first time going, and I had the – there was like a little mini meat pie basket that I enjoyed as an appetizer, and Jacqueline had like a sampler basket, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. and – Meat pies and cheese sticks and boudin balls and onion rings and mushrooms, which I did not eat because they're disgusting. And Back. here's the handsomest boy in the world right here. Look at him. What a ham. Get him. Get him. ham. He's built like a ham, too. He's a yeah. thick boy. He's a thick boy, but we love him anyway. Uh, yeah, so Jacqueline had the little sampler basket. I had the little mini basket of meat pies, which were very good as well. Um, and then for our main course, I had a crawfish etouffee, uh, which was very good. And Jacqueline had, what was that called? I don't even remember what it was called, but it was, uh, it was chicken, like smothered with cheese and 
um, like sauteed onions and stuff, and then French fries smothered with cheese and uh, bacon bits. Wasn't it like just now? Wasn't it named after like a city or something though? Like I can't even remember. I'd have to. Yeah, Santa Fe chicken was that it? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the cheese cheese fries with uh bacon that's now been renamed the um. Southern poutine. The Southern poutine, the poutine of the South. Yeah. <laughs> it is totally, that's very spot on too, by the way. Um, anyway, so we enjoyed our dinner and uh, little downtown. Rustin was cute as well. They had all their Christmas lights out and it was really well, uh, well lit up and stuff like that. So that was cute. And um, then we went over to the game. And like I said, the rest is history. So uh, going into the game, Jacqueline, we want to talk a little about our background info and the general history history between us and Law Tech. So we touched on a little bit, um, but okay. So before the game Wednesday night, we had overall four wins and seven losses against Law Tech. So more losses than wins. Mm-hmm. Um, the largest margin of victory we've ever had against them was 80 to 42 in 2006. Dang. Uh, before Wednesday night, the smallest margin of victory was the game that Lonnie and I went to, uh, which was 85 to 83. Um, popular little score for us on upsets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in uh, December of 2017, um, but it was it was regulation win, not overtime. The last time that we played them was December of 2018. That was at home, and it did go overtime, and we lost by three. So. I do remember that one. Yeah. Um, but that is so funny how that was the score. 85. <laughs> I know. Uh, for those who don't know or can't remember, which I don't know how you can, because it'll be burned into our memories forever. That is the exact score that we beat Duke with. 85, 83. So. Yeah. Little um, facts. Yeah. A few little programming notes, which I hadn't, uh, I hadn't noticed this, but but Dad didn't tell me, and I didn't recognize his name either. I guess just because it's been so long. But um, their head coach at Law Tech, uh, Talvin Hester, he apparently was at some point in time um, an assistant under Casper at SFA. Um, so that was interesting. And then whenever I watched, attempted to watch the game back, um, one of their players, I think one of their starters, was a transfer from Angelina. Yes, actually, I was going to bring that up um, because I didn't, obviously, we weren't really paying attention to there. And I really don't remember every kid that's ever played at Angelina. So uh, there's that. But uh, yeah, no, mom had told me that when she was listening back to when she was listening to the game and and, and uh, they had said that they had mentioned that, that there was a there was a guy, there was a kid, there was a transfer from Angelina. And now I'm trying to go back to the to the. Uh, game here so I can look at the roster and see if I recognize said person's name. I want to say it was number three, but I'm going to look at their uh, roster really quick. I think mom said it was number three as well, which dang, I do not recognize that name. But if I go and pull up their roster, maybe I would recognize it. I'd have to go and. Yeah, it was number three. Quandre Bullock. Yeah, I'll have to go to their I'll go to their uh, their page and see if I can recognize said person's name, um, said person's face. But uh, yeah, because not not 
there's so many kids and so many guys that go through Angelina. I just, I, it's hard to remember everybody, especially if I don't have them in my classroom, I'm not going to remember their face either. But anyway, so uh, let me pull up my notes too, to see if there is any other game notes I had written down. Um, I don't think so, but I did like the fact that it was easy to park. So shout out to that. Oh, here's the picture of the kid. Let me see here. Quandre. I kind of recognize him. He played 29 games for Angelina College as a sophomore. First team all region. Hmm. I kind of recognize him. He looks faintly familiar. Faintly. Vaguely. Vaguely. Um. I did like how easy it was to get around uh, and to park uh, for the game. I did. It was a very, it was a nice looking facility. I will say that I'd never been there before. So this is my first time experiencing the, the, the tack that Thomas assembly center um, is what it's called. And um, let's see what else gaming notes. Uh, we had comfortable seats, which was nice. Yeah. There was a couple little old men that kept staring at us or staring at me when you got up to go get water. Like basically I could just tell that they were going to ask me if those were my seats. And if, because they, they told Alex, that's what he told me. Yeah. They told Alex Baylor. They're like, um, uh, I'm not sure that's your seat. You can't really sit there. Someone's coming and that's their seat. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, where are they? A, yeah. And then the best part is, is that one of the men that they were, that was with them went and sat in that seat that he was sitting in. And then a few minutes later, a Dude. younger gentleman came down and told that man, sorry, sir, that's my seat. I bought that seat. And so he's like, Oh, ooh, excuse me. And then went and sat on the row in front of us. And I'm sitting here thinking you angels, like you just didn't want, Anybody to sit there that wasn't, heaven forbid, law tech people. Like, give me a break. Um, and I do love that everybody kept staring at Chauncey's boots. Yeah. And they kept, like, making eyes at it. And I'm just like, she wore her shit cookers and her big ass tall, like, purple boots. And those things were, they were vibrant. They were. And, and so, which I loved. But, again, I guess the people of Ruston were a little more... Uh, little more conservative. You know, what, you know, what was funny was, so first, I mean, all of y'all already know this because you were the ones sending them to us, but we had a ton of people send oh. us pictures of us on TV. None of them flattering. None. Um, Zero. Especially but, mine. But the one where I was yelling and the guy next to me is just standing there like, Mom was like, what's wrong with, the, or what's up with the guy next to you? And I was like, oh, he was a law tech fan. I'm sure he wasn't super thrilled to be sitting beside me, but sorry, not sorry. Like, again, I don't, I don't know what you want us to do. Like we're, we're there supporting our team. Like if, if you were at SFA, you'd be doing the same thing too. So it's like, yeah. Well, and I'll never understand why you would want to sit behind the opponent's bench at home. Oh, I, I I totally agree. I, I just don't, I don't I don't understand that. So whenever we come and we sit behind our team, whether we're home or away, like don't look at us like we're weird, and that we're you know uh, 
infringing on your territory because we're sitting behind our team. That's just what you do when you go to an away game. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Just dumb. Hey, Rick, how's it going, buddy? Hope the North is cold enough for you since yeah. you lost us in, in, in East Texas. But yeah, great win. It was an exciting game. Um, very much felt like uh, like like the Duke game, you know, like it was a close game going into the towards the end of regulation. And then we tied up at regulation and then go into overtime. And it was just another like, oh, one of those stressful games. But um, but yeah, it was a really exciting, exciting game. And we had a great time watching said game. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about the whack standings. I'm sure not much has changed since we last talked to you guys about said standings um, other than just a few more games and a few more wins. And uh, we've moved up in the rankings. Oh, maybe like one spot. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two spots. Cause you we were at nine. Now we're at seven. So that's good news. Love to see it. Love to see it. So um, yeah, Sam Houston still in first, which again, hurts my heart, but we'll Soldier on uh, Seattle U second, Grand Canyon, California Baptist, Southern Utah, UTRGV, then us, Utah Valley, New Mexico State, because they took a nosedive at their last game on Wednesday. Oof. It was not the best game. Uh, and then Abilene Christian, Tarleton, Utah Tech, and UTA. So that is how the WAC is, at, is standing overall. And uh, now Jacqueline's going to go into our. Uh, Go into our stats. Oh, no, I'm sorry. General notes. My bad. General, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. General notes. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was jumping ahead, baby. So who are our starters? So same as last game. Now that we have Trail back, it was Trail, Nigel, Day, Nana, and Rati. Uh, we did win, like we said, one point, 80 to 79 in overtime. Uh, the attendance there was 2,469. Um, right. Sean Kennedy's stat section, which it was their red out game. So, I mean, I guess that's decent turnout considering that it's Christmas break. Oh yeah, that's true. But also another programming note that white or that red, uh, that red light that they had during intros. I, I, I felt bad for Like it didn't really bother me, but I know Jacqueline can't do that kind of light cause it might give her a migraine. And so she was struggling because, um, during because it was red out so during the intros right after they did our intros the entire stadium was lit up in red which was cool again because it was red out but if you have some sort of you know epilepsy or you know uh migraines or anything else that will affect because of bright lights or crazy lighting this was gonna fuck your life up yeah, it was bad. I just immediately put my head down and like covered my eyes as much as I could. But I was like, man, they need a trigger warning for that. Because if you have seizures or something, that. Exactly. It, a trigger warning would be nice, especially because of that reason. Like there's a lot of elderly people in that stadium and that right. bothered them too. Like goodness. Anyway. So, so yeah, Jacqueline just had her eyes closed the whole time. And I was like, keep your eyes closed. I'll let you know when it's back on, uh, when it's, when regular lights are back on. Cause I just felt bad. Cause you almost had a migraine the morning after the concert. So um, that would have definitely affected you too. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, Rick says we are number 149 in net after that law tech win. Good. Yes. Yeah, so we definitely moved up in net rankings as well. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Awesome. 
Okay, so Sean Kennedy's stat section, uh, the field goal percentage was 51.8. Mm -hmm. uh, higher than their field goal percentage, which was 47. Um, our three-point percentage was 43.8. Also, more than double theirs, which was 20%. Our free throw percentage, 88.9. Love that. That's probably one of our highest of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it is. Uh, points in the paint, we only had 28, which is, you know, not typically where we want it to be, but it worked for us. Their points in the paint were 54. Mm. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. Points off turnovers. We had 20 second chance points. We had nine fast break points. We had four. Okay. Our bench points, we had 34 and that was only between two players. Exactly. Uh, so that was between Matt and AJ. So great. And, and they had five bench players and they only had 24 points. Yeah. Yeah. Major. Big, uh, big. Our total rebounds, we had 35. We had nine offensive and 26, 26 defensive. We did actually, shockingly, have more rebounds than them. They only had 32 didn't seem that way at the beginning of the game. But. Definitely did not seem that way at all. Yeah. Uh, fouls, we did have 19. They only had 17, and they played three more players than us. Mm -hmm. So do the math there. Um, we – okay, so the, the uh, this is one of the worst stats of the game. But we had 28 turnovers. Mm -hmm. They only had 17. Uh, we had seven steals. We had three blocks. Um, I don't normally list this one, but since this game, it was very prevalent. The lead changed 12 times uh, during the game. So the game leaders. Uh, so our high point for the game was Matt. Uh, also a career high for him. 18 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal. Amazing. Uh, really Everyone who played except for uh, Nana and Rati scored in double digits. So we had AJ with 16 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. Day with 16 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one block. Trell with 15 points, two rebounds, five assists. And Nigel with 13 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one steal. Mm -hmm. Great, great stats, especially considering – Almost everyone on our team played over 30 minutes. And I mean, we only had two off the bench to sub in. Insane. So and going I, in time. Yeah, no, insane. I mean, I'm just looking at the free throws right now. I mean, we only had a total of nine free throws. We missed one. Missed one free throw. Nine total. We were eight of nine. That's insane. And then looking at their free throws, they had. 21 free throws to R9. Yeah. 21. It's an absolutely insane differential there. The fact that we came back essentially from behind and clawed our way back into that game and took them to overtime and then won is just astounding and amazing to me, especially with seven dudes. Yeah. Seven dudes. So that's a strength for me, going straight into the strengths that or, or player of the game. Sorry, did you say your player of the game? I would – I mean, I would definitely say Matt, um, especially that was awesome for him since he was so close to home. But uh, 
AJ definitely strong, strong second. Um, because let's see, Matt was that was a career high for him. Like I said, he was a high point. He was four or four from the three, four or four from the free throw line, and he had the least amount of minutes with the most points. Um, but AJ was definitely a close second. He played played a great game and obviously performed under pressure at the at the very end there. So. Oh, completely. And that's why I threw AJ. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with the Matt. I 100%. Um, I threw AJ as, as a, as a, my contender for player of the game just because of, um, his performance and his, obviously his, his game winning shot here at the, at the very end of regulate or at overtime. Um, and, uh, he just, he was an absolute dog in this fight. They all were. They all were. Um, they all played their hearts out this entire game. Again, we had seven guys to their one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we had three less guys than them playing this game and came back and won and beat a really good La Tech team. Like La Tech, they're not a bunch of scrubs. Like no. they're a good team and they always are. And so to come back tie the game up, then take them to overtime and then win on a last second layup type Nate, Nate Bain shot is just crazy to me. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And it's always nice when we can go into someone else's home and win. It always feels good. It always, it always puts an extra pep in our step and in their step. And that's just a great, great win to take into this game this weekend against Furman. A hundred percent. I mean, they came out aggressive. They came out ready to go, had a game plan, um, you know, and yeah, was it, was it a rough, hard game? Absolutely. There were a lot of calls that were missed. Um, but again, our strength is in the, per, you know, the, the grittiness and the, and, the, and the strength of our team and their togetherness and playing um, as a unit and playing together. And man, our, and, and yeah, obviously we had a lot of turnovers, not great at all. I mean, just not ideal. But again, big strength for me is just the fact that we did not give up a single second in this game um, because that game easily could have gotten away from us e easily, you know, having times that I thought it was going to. And I was like, oh, this is the moment where they're going to pull away and we're not going to be able to claw our way back. But every time we did. Somehow. Exactly. And it wasn't just because we didn't believe in the team. It's just, again, we only have seven guys. We're only, you know, interchangeably switching them out a few times. It's just, it's just, it's rough goings. You know, we did have another player on the, on the, on the bench that was suited up and could have gone in day beyond, but he didn't. Um, but again, that's only one other guy to throw in there to give someone a break for maybe a minute, maybe two, and just hope to God that the game doesn't get too out of hand or too, you know, out of reach in that time period, which it shouldn't have, because again, the way we were playing defense was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, major strengths, the fact that we had uh, just seven guys, um, great opening threes. I mean, Trell, my brother, I Love you. I, I do. I love I love you so much. Now, obviously, Trell wasn't the only guy hitting threes. We had multiple guys hitting threes. Um, Trell obviously was five from 11. 
Uh, Nigel, two out of eight. Uh, of course, like we said, Matt, a.k.a. Kyle Heyman, was four of four. Um, and AJ was three out of four as well. So we had a lot of guys taking threes um, and making them. And then, um, yeah, just a very, very good game from guys like Trell. I mean, like all of them. You know, again, again, like Jacqueline said, there was only two players that suited up that that didn't get into double digits in their in their points. You know, which were Nanan and Rati. But it's just what a game! What an absolute game! What a dogfight! Um, let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, the nice opening threes. Nana came up big. Nana, I. He was in the first half. He was a little. He was struggling a little bit. He was second half. He came on like a like his pants were on fire. He was blocking. He was getting rebounds. He had those two really really good blocks in the second half. Um, he had only two personal fouls, which was shocking to me. I honestly thought that he had more. And then when they announced Nana's, he had a foul, and it was like, oh, that was. I was like, Jacqueline, did they say it was his first foul? And it was in the second half. It was shocking to me. I was like, oh, my God. And then um, what else? Then he had those. Uh, he had seven rebounds. I think majority of those came in the second half. I mean, it was it was a game. It was a game. Let's see. Daryl, one can make the argument that given the situation, it's one of the finer wins a WAC men's team has recorded this year. I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, considering all the – all the adversity that we're facing currently at the moment, like that's a damn good win. Very, a very damn good win. Um, yeah. I'm sure I probably have other positives to say, but um, I can't think of any at the moment. Maybe you talking and you talking about yours, you'll, you'll jog some memory in mine. Uh, so yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about the, the three point and I did two on the stats, but I mean, Matt and AJ were both Matt completely flawless, AJ almost. Um, mm -hmm. I will say Trell was at the beginning five of five. Then he was five of six again, but then he missed a few. Um, still a great, great three-point uh, performance from him. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did laugh because the uh, announcers mentioned, but whenever I went back to watch the game today, they meant, because I didn't even know about the win streak that they had going. Oh, no, I did. Oh, that's right. Dang it. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't know about, neither of us knew about it going into the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Dad texted me after the game and said something, but when I watched the game back, they said it at the beginning. They were like, yeah, they have a 31 home game, non-conference win streak. And, uh, but they did mention the fact that we're giant killers. Um, so they were like, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And um, so, yeah, the announcers were really good. I'm sure they were ESPN provided since it was the, an ESPNU game, but um they were great. They were super knowledgeable. Um, talked about both teams a lot. So that was good. Uh, another yeah. thing that I was going to compliment them on is I, I feel like really on offense, like our ball movement was great considering the pressure of their defense and the fact that like we only had seven players. So they were all tired. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I said it. People can argue with me, but I'll say it again. You can have the best habits possible, but when you only got seven dudes and you're all getting tired and you're going to overtime, like it's not even a matter of them being conscientiously sloppy. You're just tired and you're not moving as fast. So turnovers are going to happen. Missed shots are going to happen. Things are not operating as well as normal because you're whooped. You're tired. I mean, yeah. you only got gas in the tank. 
And those dudes were playing us hard the entire game. I mean, they were playing defense like we play defense. They oh, were double, triple they were all over us. Did not get one second of rest on that floor. No. I mean, Nana came out. Literally, the first time he came out was was very deep in the first half. Very, very deep. Um, and he probably came out for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I was going to say 30. It wasn't even a minute. Wasn't even a minute. Wasn't even a minute. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, obviously our turnover stat is dog shit right now. Totally understand. But some of those were definitely unforced turnovers. Um, some of them were forced turnovers, too. Um, there were a couple missteps we made for sure. I mean, we stepped out of bounds a few times. Um, some of them I don't think were on, on watching. I that, and, oh, I agree. Like watching it, watching it back, I'm like, eh, it's 50 50 there. Like, I think some of those calls were just very ticky tacky. And anyway, we'll talk about that in the grievances. I'm saving that in the back pocket for when we get to the second half of this. But it's just, I mean, yes, there are going to be turnovers. Totally understand. The guys are gassed. And there's just, there's going to be, there's going to be turnovers. There's going to be turnovers. It stinks. It sucks. But, we still won the game. So yeah, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Like those are things that can get cleaned up in practice, hopefully. But at the end of the day, we came out, we got the dub in a really difficult, difficult team in a really great place to play too. I mean, that place, it's, it's, it's a nice size uh, uh, assembly center, auditorium, Coliseum, whatever you want to call it, but it's not too big. So it's very intimate. So you know, it's yeah. a hard place to play. That place was loud in the second half. It was very loud. loud. Like they woke up and they realized, oh shit, like SFA came to play tonight. Maybe we should start yelling defense because in the first half, it was literally just us like yelling and, and screaming defense. And so second half, the band came alive. The few students that were there came alive. The crowd came alive and really, really started like getting loud. So we were going against some some very loud conditions there in the second half. Yeah. Whatever. Giant Killers, 31-game non-conference home streak broken. Very exciting. Yes. Okay. Uh, is that it? Moving on to the other second half of this? Yeah. All right. Here we go with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You. You. So my, my first one, just because it's it's like a grievance, but yet also a strength. Um, I just can't believe, I mean, we only had seven guys playing and we still played mostly man. I mean... Yes, uh, Rick says love it. SFA is respected, but that's that's such a great point. Because um, yeah, I was, we were like, like I mean, I, yes. I mean, we. I know at least in the first half, we only played zone for like four minutes, maybe. Um, yeah, because I was I was texting uh, with Simon after the game, and I I said my only complaint was. So I'll go ahead and say it. Really, my only big complaint was that we let them get five alley-oops as far as complaints with our team. Um, and yeah, I, said, I said, but, you know, we we play a really, really tough man defense. We overplay everything. That's how we get the, turn. you know, leading turnovers in the country. Um, so that puts us at a risk of 
back door cuts and alley-oops and stuff of that nature. And he's like, y'all only played seven dudes and you played man sheesh. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much the whole game. I mean, we, we did play a little zone, but not a lot. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a grievance that we are in that position, but a weakness that they did that well with it. Um, so yeah, again, grievance with the turnovers, but it is what it is. That's what happened. And they fought back and had so much effort. Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, so I went, I just checked the net rankings, and it, we went from 178 to 155. I don't uh, – Rick, I don't know where you found 149, but if you could let me know, that'd be great. But I, I see 155. Hmm. So uh, let me know where you, where you saw that, buddy. Um, but yeah, I was trying to remember who tweeted. It. I was looking on my phone and looking for it. Um, it was Matt Atkins. And I still, I can't find the damn, I can't think about the dang tweet. Um, but he said that, I guess that that was something that Keller had mentioned during his preseason presser, something like that. I'm trying to find it. I don't remember what exactly he said, but it was something about like the fact that it made, uh, Oh, there it is right there. Keller mentioned before the season started that they were going to try to mix in a little zone offense uh, or a, sorry, defense uh, saw it more on Sunday and now today against law tech. So, yeah. So I guess that was something he had mentioned previously in his, now that I'm thinking back, he did in his preseason um, discussions with people that they were going to try to mix in a little bit of zone. And I mean, Probably the most zone that I've seen him play since he's been here. Oh, yeah. Because we usually never do it at all. Like, zero percent usually in games. Zero. And it came up a lot Wednesday night. Yeah. Wild. Um, I I will say on the alleys, too, because it's just a funny note. But after they they got one, and then there was like several minutes, and they got two right in a row. And Mm -hmm. I... Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe that we let them just do that again right after we just let them have one, two right in a row. And that was when Keller called the timeout. Dad just texts back, Keller can't believe it either. <laughs> like, it's okay. God. Oh. I Googled it the other day. I may have misunderstood it. Thanks for that. Well, okay. You might, I mean, you might have seen. Yeah, it may have said, it may have said 149. I, I literally just saw a screenshot. Um, and I'll, I'll check as well. Cause it, who knows the screenshot might've been wrong too. So, um, I'll look and, and see, I'll double check that while we keep going. Um, let's see what Daryl, is this the team that will take the floor in two weeks on the opening night of whack play? Or is there hope to get guys back? I Daryl honestly can't tell you hundred percent, buddy, to be fair. Um, there's a really good chance that this is the team that you'll see. I'm not sure if we'll have, uh, Jalen back, he kind of made it sound like he'll be back for conference play, like in the, in the new year. Um, but he also said conference play. So it could be in two weeks where we have him back, but it could also be new year. I'm not hundred percent sure, you know, obviously we're not going to grill the guys on whether they're coming back and when they are, cause they should be focused on just coming back. It's healthy. We're hoping, uh, but hoping. I have no idea about Robbie. Have no idea about Jaleel. Have no idea about about uh, Derek. None. Yeah, and the way that injuries have been happening, 
I hate to even jinx it because it, it seems like we take one step forward and two steps back. So who knows what what's in the cards uh, for us there. Um, so the only other like, well, I had, I had a few small more grievances on us, which was number one. And once I saw the stats, we did get more rebounds than them. Uh, it just felt like we didn't. It felt like we could not buy a rebound, though. We it was though. I feel like the ones that we got were just lucky. So that's that's something I would like to see a little. And, you know, I get it. We were we were outsized and outnumbered last night. So I feel like they were doing the best they could. But um, I, I do think we need to make a conscious effort to put a little more energy to the proactive blocking out because then it is a little easier to get. You're not going to get an advantage on getting a rebound if you're not blocking out at all, whether you're bigger or not. Um, so there's that. Uh, okay, now I'm confused because. Yeah, now now I'm confused because now it says. That we're at one fifty five. And once now we're currently at 161 and we were at 155. That that can't be right. How did we there's no way that we dropped? Well, maybe some other teams played last night. Mm. Would that affect ours? I don't mm. know. Maybe. I I maybe. Wait, how many games have we played? We've played eight games? No, that's not right. Is that right? It says that we're four and four. Uh, Hold on. Sorry, guys. I got to figure this out because now I'm freaking confused because on one thing it says that we were no, 155. We've played, we've played 10 games. We're six and four. Yeah. So there – I am – yeah, because right here it says record four and four. That's not right. See, this says games through December 15th, 2022. So that was yesterday. So I don't know where the change. So I guess we were at 155. Oh, and they, then, probably they probably don't count um, when we played NAI schools. Oh, maybe. True. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, but yeah, we were at 155. And then now I guess based off of the games that were played yesterday, now we're at 161. Okay. Yeah, they probably okay. didn't count uh, Laterno and Paul Quinn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tarleton moved up one slot. Uh, Southern Utah is at 155 now. They were at 152, so they've moved down. Furman, Furman's actually at 152. Um, so they're just a little bit ahead of us in the net rankings, just for okay. FYI purposes, uh, moving into this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely not 149 or 155 anymore or 161. Um, I'm going to totally kill someone when I go all the way back up to the top here and I look and see that who, who uh, Sam Houston, 23. <laughs> kill me. Okay. Um, we can hope. Um, so yeah, the, the last bit of grievances I have towards our actual guys was, and I think they only called it once, maybe a couple times, but we got the three second lane call again. And that's just, I wrote that down too. 
something that we've been struggling with lately um, that we got to be a little more aware of. And then the, the tech on day day, man, listen, I 1000% understand how frustrating that game was. Luckily it didn't cost us the game, but because the guy only made one of the free throws, but that's the kind of stuff that could cost us a game down the, down the line and watching it back was the other guy definitely did um, like try to antagonize and start it, but he just like stood in his way and then day, they just pushed him. So, yeah. So, what you're saying is, is that he didn't need to do that. Right. And uh, even the announcers did say like, you know, he was obviously trying to get the other player was trying to get a rise out of him. Oh like, yeah. The whole team were a bunch of instigators he was trying to instigate something, oh. but you can't, you can't, you just, I mean, and he knows, he knows as soon as he did it, I'm sure. But this cat just because I'm okay. You want, hold I I gotta see if I can turn the screen and show you all this. He brought me that little mouse that's on the floor back there. I don't know if y'all can see it. Ah. Uh, Okay, well, I'm not directly. Is it like gray? It's like right under that chair. That little green mouse right there. Oh, I see it. Okay, yeah. That's what he brought me. That's why he was meowing. Anyway, um, I'm sure Day Day knew as soon as he did that, but it's like you blatantly push the guy in the back right in front of the ref. They're they're going to call it, unfortunately. Um, no. And I wish I could have pushed him too, but. Facts. And uh, Cat Fans is listening currently, but they never want to post it on uh, the main feed because they're a bunch of chickens. But, um, yeah, non-D1 games do not count in net rankings. So, yeah. yes. We figured, yeah. We figured that out, and we figured it out before you told us that. But, anyway, um, yeah, I echo a lot of what Jacqueline said grievance-wise about the game. Um, a few things that just stuck out to me, obviously, of course, were those back doors. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Oh, sometimes those are just, well, not sometimes, most of the time, if not all the time, those are just huge, like, demoralizers. And I'm just glad that we didn't let it get to us because five. Yeah. yeah. That, that would that would kill anybody's, any team's confidence. Any yes. team's confidence. The alley-oops especially because here's the thing. I mean, they, they count two points like any other shot, but – it's, Man, just, it's not even about the pride, but when a team makes an alley oop like that, that's what gets the people going. And then, you know, every time they made one, I was like, gosh, this is the end. This is where they're going to get hyped up. The crowd's yeah. going to get all into it. The atmosphere is going to push them over the edge to give them that final little stomp to get us down. Uh, yes. so every time I was like, this is going to be it. Um, and, and that's the thing. One, okay. Two, okay. Three, what the four? Are you freaking kidding me? And five, like, kill me now. Like, are we not even paying attention to the basket? Like, that's one thing that we would always preach on on here is it? yeah, I mean, you almost have a sixth man you have to cover, which is the basket. You know what I mean? And so it's like, if you're not paying attention to the people behind you and the basket behind you, then you're just leaving it totally open for those damn back doors. And it's just. And I am going to say, I think that is something that is a weak spot for us right now um, because of many of the things that we've said before, as far as being short manned is that 
we have different people playing different positions. We have different combinations of people in there. And that's really, that just comes down to a communication issue because when you know you're playing that type of man defense where you're going to overplay, you just have to really be communicating on who's, you know, whose responsibility that is to step up mm-hmm. and guard the basket if they sag off. And I, I think that's probably just something that we'll improve upon as – you know, we get a few more games under our belt with the oh. the only seven that we have right now. So, oh yeah, completely. And and again, it just goes back to too a lot of these guys playing on our team at the moment are new dudes too. So they're still trying to get to know each other. But but anyway, um, the grievances again, of course, main one is the injuries. That's going to be the grievances. That's going to be my number one grievance until we're back to being at least. 70 to 80 percent healthy you know if we can get a couple guys back either dur- at the beginning of conference play or, or during conference play I'll, I'll be ecstatic um uh, another grievance i have of course was was those turnovers i mean yeah a lot of them were unforced a lot of them were just kind of silly mistakes that either we made or mistakes on the call from the freaking ref i mean there was a f- a, f- a gl- bl- God, I can't even talk. I'm so mad. A glaringly, there were two glaringly obvious flops on Law Tech that were called against us as like, you know, a block or a push off or something. And they called it on us. And I'm like, the dude, like he fucking flopped. Like he flopped. He flopped so hard. It's not even funny. Like we didn't, he, didn't even touch him. Yeah, one of them was a pretty textbook. Egregious. Egregious. And it was called, so there's one turnover. Boom. Uh, happened again on the other side of the court. Um, it wasn't as egregious, but still a definite flop. Um, there was minimal contact, minimal. And that was another turnover. Uh, again, like we mentioned earlier, there were a couple calls of us going out of bounds. I just, again, don't so 50 50 anyway uh, those are those are turnovers too obviously um so there was a handful of turnovers that were questionable shouldn't have been turnovers but there were so that's a grievance against it um i also have a few grievances um you know it's i don't even want to go that far i'm just gonna i'm gonna shut up well, I'll say I have another. My my main two grievances with the referees on this game was. Well, mine wasn't even about referees. It was about. Oh, okay. Person, but I'm just gonna. Okay. Um. Well, nice. Yeah. Change. Okay. So my main two grievances with the refs, and you'll know I I don't complain about the referees often. Um. But I just feel like they were playing such aggressive defense, and I there were a lot of times that I felt like a cylinder foul could have been called. And instead, they called it a travel on us. Um, and there was a lot of hand checking and grabbing that was not um, So I, I feel like they could have thrown us a little bit of a bone there, especially considering, you know, we didn't we didn't have a full team even really uh, hardly. But you know, on the road, you're not you're not going to get those calls. So that's just is what it yeah. is. You're you're not you're right, and there were a few times that they definitely had makeup calls because there were a few missteps that we made and they didn't call. 
And I was yeah. like, all right, fine. If that's how we're going to play this game, then that's how we're going to play this game. Whatever. Yeah, fine. There, there were a few that, that were no calls where I could tell they were trying to make up. So I at least appreciate the effort, but it was still pretty lopsided, which Chauncey told them every chance she got. Not that it helped. No. But- and and she even had a like a cross the court or you know conversation with one of the refs saying you know whatever the fouls were to, or free throws were to, you know from us to them and he literally looked at her and was like yeah I know like I'm aware I mean just they're either they're either they're oblivious to how lopsided they called or they just don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have a grievance that is totally not basketball related. Uh, I have a grievance uh, versus Christmas lights. Um, Okay. So I started putting out Christmas lights yesterday and uh, outside on my bushes and in front of the house and all those things. And I got halfway done and then all the Christmas lights went out and I freaked out and I, I lost my shit because they all were on as I was putting them up, plugged them in, turned on, great, strung them up, plugged them in, turned them on, great, strung them up. Did that all over the house, in the front, in the side yard, all of it. And then they all went out. And I was like, what the flying frick? I freaked out. So I said, screw it. I'm not doing any more today. I need to get dressed. I'm going to afternoon tea. I can't, I'll deal with this on Friday. So fast forward to today. Wake up, go out there, start unplugging all the lights, took it, took all of them down. I literally started putting up all brand new light boxes. Like we had a bunch stored away from last year, opened them up, undid them, started stringing them up like I did yesterday, but with all brand new lights. I get to the same exact spot by the front door this morning and they go out again. All brand new lights. So I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this. Um, I literally took them all down and threw them in the garage. I was like, I guess we're not having lights outside. I guess we're just having inflatables and some spotlights and that's it. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. So big grievance first Christmas lights. They can all kiss my ass. I'm over it. I was not feeling very Christmassy after twice I failed with these Christmas lights. And I don't understand. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong. I think these Christmas lights are hacked. They're bullshit or I don't know. Was it a plug in that spot that you were using that might not be working? No, no. I have them plugged into the garage with an extension cord. And that extension cord is actually also lighting up candy canes along the driveway, which are all lit and they're fine. So it's not the plug. It's not the extension cord. All of the other candy canes are lit. But these damn lights on the freaking benches or on the bushes just don't want to stay lit. And they're all brand new boxes, all of them. So there's that. There's my grievance versus Christmas lights. I almost to the point where it was like, you know what? Christmas is canceled. We're done. No over it. Happy, happy, uh, what, uh, happy Festivus, you know? Like, when is Festivus? Isn't that the day after your birthday? December 23rd. Okay, a couple days after your birthday. All right. Okay, do I have any more grievances that are basketball related? Let me listen. Let me look. I have two more, and they're actually both brought up by uh, Richard, my father. So first one, this is funny because, again, my dad, referee, doesn't normally comment on the officiating. But um, 
when AJ made the game-winning layup, I said he totally redeemed himself on that foul on the play before, which I was only saying, I'm not saying that I thought it was a foul or I didn't think it was foul, didn't see it close enough to tell. Mm-hmm. The court, I was just saying what they called it. And he texts back and was like, was it a foul? So there's that. That was mm-hmm. his, his call on that. Um, and then he texted me yesterday morning and said, why did AJ's layup not make the sports center top 10? And I'm like, I don't know. So. Oh no. Yeah, it didn't, did it? Mm-hmm. Like we got the shaft. Cause that should have been an ESPN sports center top 10. I feel like easily that could have been, I mean, what else is going on? What else in happens in the sports world that would be better than that? Yeah. I mean, we made multiple feeds on Twitter, NCAA yeah. buzzer beaters. Uh, we made multiple, multiple feeds, and then we don't get any love. But what else is new? ESPN is against us always. We so. will give you the number one sports center top play, AJ, because definitely should have been on the list for sure. Oh, this wasn't a grievance, but uh, more of like a game note. I, I don't know if anybody saw. Well, I've, a few people did see us, but um, when I when I tweeted that we were out back, we found the bus after the game, and we went down there to go uh, give get our hugs, man, get our hugs and our handshakes and our high fives after the game, and we uh, got them from pretty much every every guy. And uh, they all this is part of the grievance. They all most of a, most of them asked us if we were going to Furman this weekend. And my grievance is, why is shit so expensive? That we- <laughs> Why is being alive so expensive? We're not even having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I know it's a, I know it's a 12-hour drive, which, again, I, you know how much I loved. I would totally drive it. But, again, that costs money. And that takes, you can't. You can't really program that in one day. So you're going to take at least two days up there the day there. Two I mean, you would cram it in one day. You don't have the time or the money for this. Yeah, I mean, you could cram it in one day. I've done a long drive like that in one day. But then yeah, you don't want to do it twice, like back to back, because that's miserable. I mean, yeah. For those who don't like, again, it doesn't bother me, but... It would, we would have to stay at least two nights in order to not have to drive back to back. Um, yeah. But still, I'm not doing that. No, I don't have the money for that. If you guys want to pay for us to go, great. We, but we'll wish, we wish we could have. That would have been a fun game. And I've heard Greenville's super cute and fun. That's, and that's exactly why I was like, if we didn't go to Canada, we would 100% be going to Furman. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. 100% be going to Furman if we didn't go to Canada. Like there's, there was, there's no doubt in my mind that we would be going. Yeah. Um, yeah. My last grievance, and it's I'm, I'm just going to make it quick, and then we'll move on and we'll be done here, is – you know, I, I I expect I expect Ra, uh, Nana to not have a lot of points. I mean, two points, eh, okay. You know, but he 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 made his impact in other places in the game, especially in the second half with the rebounds and with um, his blocks and things like that. He did have a couple of not so great uh, turnovers and. Um, he lost the ball a couple times, but you know, again, not gonna be upset about that because he that boy is that boy is doing his damnedest down there. He is 
He is doing the best he freaking can. Now, who I am kind of disappointed in was was Rati's performance. He had five rebounds. He had uh, two steals. Great. That's awesome. But his shooting performance was very, very bad. It was it was not a good day for him. And again, I mean, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So who knows what what could have been going on? Yeah. In this, but it was it, it was just not it was not typical Rotti. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like probably probably his worst game I've seen. I mean, even dad texted and was like, I feel bad for him, but it's just not his game. Totally, totally. And I felt very bad for him too, because I really wanted him to at least, even if he didn't score a lot, at least to get something on the board, but to see all the zeros and a goose egg, it that hurts my heart for him. Cause I know he doesn't, well, who nobody does like nobody wants to go out there and play for 28 minutes and score nothing. Like that, yeah, I know he's especially tough on himself, so I hope I hope he. I know, you know, sleeps it off. New day, takes it off. Has a killer game versus Furman. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. I just I had to say it because I was just like I, I hate that for him, and that's my grievance is that I hate that for him. The fact that he had he just had a, he just had a bad game, bad day, and it's just sometimes it's just not your day, man. It's just yeah. not your day. And if that's the case, and that's the point, then. You know, it's you, you just need to do your do other things in the game to help the team win rebounds, defense, et cetera, et cetera, which we were, you know, obviously um, doing well on. I mean, we had uh, let's see here. The let's see where oh, I wish we had. There was only 17 turnovers that they committed, but um, we had 20 points off turnovers, which isn't amazing. They had 23. I wish there was a a stat that we could look at that was like specifically forced turnovers. But I saw that they had posted today that we were number one in the nation with forced turnovers, yeah. which I usually think we are anyway. Or at yeah. least top. Yeah. I'm trying to find that percentage. Hold on. Right here. Yeah. Okay. Number one in the nation with for, with enforced turnovers per game, but they don't have the statistic. But that's okay. That's fine. All we need to know is that we're first. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay. Good. All right. So moving through to the kind of tail end here of our of our podcast. Game summary, one word to describe the entire game analysis. Jacqueline, what do you think? What would you put? I said perseverance because, man, there were just so – and, you know, I mean, it was, it was tough. We've already went through all this, but it, it's tough. We only had seven players to rotate in and out. The guys are getting tired. They're playing us super tough. We're not getting – we're not going to get – we're not getting calls. We're not going to get calls. Um, and, you know, there there were points where I was like, we've had every opportunity to win this game and, mm-hmm. and we didn't. Um, but, and they, they came back multiple times, like we said, with the alleys and stuff that could have just completely jazzed them up and pushed them over the edge. And we clawed back in every time and down to the last second, I thought we, there's no way we're going to get, and it wasn't that I didn't think we could get a shot. I didn't think that if, if we got fouled, I didn't think that we would get the call. Um, Yes. Yeah. Very good point. 
I was not very confident on having AJ, you know, poor little AJ take it down the lane, knowing he's not going to get the call no matter what they do. Um, but damn it, he went in and made it anyway. So. He did. It was so Nate Bain of him. The only difference was it wasn't a buzzer beater. I mean, it almost was a buzzer beater. They put 0.9 seconds back on the clock, and that's what they were – I honestly, at the very, the, that very moment, I was like, if they're going over there to kind of to look and see if it was before the buzzer, I was really like, it was way before the buzzer. Like, what are they looking at? And then when they put the time back on the clock, I'm like, 0.9 seconds. I mean, that's basically giving them a catch and shoot, which is basically what they did, but still like, give me a break, man. But I understand point, point 0.9 seconds back on the clock. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was just very, again, it was very Nate Bain-esque. Um, you know, I was talking about how Nate, how Nate, how AJ kind of reminds me of a few different players kind of rolled into one. He reminds me of Johnny Boy rolled in there. He reminds me of Nate rolled in there. He also has a little bit of David in there too, I think, you know, with his point guard um, capabilities and stuff like that. So I love it. I love it. And now with his shooting. Yeah. Mamma mia. So, you know, it's good. like you mentioned the other day, uh, other one of the last podcasts about, you know, if he can be more of a shooting guard. And, you know, that quality in him reminds me of Trey because Trey yes. rarely, rarely, rarely shot the ball. But when he did, he made he it. He made it. So. So spot on. Great comparison. As, yeah. So add, add Trey in there, sprinkle a little bit of Trey in there, sprinkle a little bit of, 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 uh, you know, David, a little bit of Nate, a little bit of Johnny boy. And man, we got one hell of a guy, one hell of a guy, you know, and I'm just pleased as punch. So my, uh, my word was, was grit. Uh, they were gritty, baby absolutely gritty they from start to finish they gave it their all they fought they clawed back in the game down you know sometimes some points were almost down 10 down eight um you know the game was never out of reach but sometimes it felt like it especially when those damn back doors and alley oops were happening um, but they didn't let that get to them only subbing in two guys off the bench aj and kyle aka matt and I'm glad Matt had such a great game, especially in front of some of his family members that came down. You know, we asked him after the game, uh, you know, we were sitting in front of a couple of your family members, how many came down? He goes, oh, no, there was a bunch. There was a bunch. Um, yeah. I love that for him. That made me really happy for him. Exactly. So, yeah, grit was my word. I think there was such a gritty win. A lot of people, I think, were invigorated back into the Lumberjack basketball, uh, you know, happiness. Some people were just getting kind of, I don't know, they were just getting kind of uh, negative. They're like, oh, you know, we're not doing well this year. And uh, uh, I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, again, like we only have a handful of guys plus some that are healthy and playing. Like, give us a little bit of grace and just stick with it because – I mean, could you imagine if, you know, we we make it to Vegas and then totally, you know, surprise everyone? I mean, what a what a freaking Cinderella story. You talk about Cinderella stories. I mean, coming from the bottom now we hear type of thing, you know? So uh hello ladies. Oh, hey Jose. No storm in Chicago. <laughs> 
Yikes. I know you're not happy about that. Sorry. Sorry yikes. about the luck. I know. Yikes. Yikes. Um, all right. So upcoming games. So obviously next coming up is um, tomorrow we have the road game in Furman or at Furman College in Greenville, South Carolina. Again, I wish we could go to that, but obviously um, that's just not in the cards for us because, you know, money. <laughs> Money, money, money. Um, but a few programming notes about this game. Um, so actually, it's going to be live on YouTube. Uh, it'll be streamed live on the Field of 68 YouTube channel. This will be their inaugural uh, game that they're going to be covering live, their first live game by the Field of 68. And so they've chosen us versus Furman to be their first live broadcasted game which I think is kind of cool. Um, so what the founder, Rob Doster, said, this will be our first foray into the broadcast space, and I could not be more excited about it. About it. Ideally, this will be the first of many as we transition the field of 68 from discussing the results of the, the game to a platform where we can celebrate and highlight programs that deserve more national attention. Um, so... At the Field of 68, we celebrate all levels of college basketball, not just the Blue Bloods. So I can't think of a better way to start streaming live games than with two of the very best mid-major programs in the sport, Furman and Stephen F. Austin. So I think that's really cool that they chose us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, completely, yeah. So uh, so Furman at the moment is 6-3 and three on the season. They have three losses, um, have come by combined 13 points, and is currently third on Ken Palm. Um, that's what I need to look up and see what the heck of our Ken Palm is. Um, Jose just sent us both a, a picture of his balcony with all the snow. If you guys can see that. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Very. Oh, look at the snow. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, so they're number 60, what I say? Oh, 83 on Ken Palm. Um, actually that's not correct at the moment. They moved down to 89. Um, let me see where we're at. Grand Canyon. Get boom, get boom. Keep going. Well, they're definitely pretty far down. Jesus, Pete. Um, damn. They're number 83. We're number 100 and million plus because I haven't even found us yet. Um, Jesus, Pete. All right, well, I'll have to I'll have to find us and post it because I have no idea where the hell we're at. I don't even see us on there. Um. Okay, well, obviously I passed it, so I don't know where it's at. I'll find it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this is the Greenville Winter Invitational. So it's a multiple team. Basketball showcase taking place at the well. Uh, the one day six team event will feature other teams like South Carolina versus East Carolina, Clemson versus Richmond, and of course, our game versus Furman. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be an exciting day, exciting game. It'll be at what time is our game? 3 30 Eastern, I think. Uh, 3 30 Central. That's how they have it listed on the schedule anyway. Oh, they do? Okay. Okay. I believe. All right. Well, let me, yeah, that I think that's right. It says that the Clemson yeah. and Richmond game is at one o'clock central. So that would make sense if we're at three. Begin 30 minutes after the Furman. 3.30 p.m. 
Okay. Yeah. 3.30. Perfect. Okay. Wonderful. So yeah, that'll be live on YouTube channel. So that'll be free for people to watch. Thank God. Won't have to worry about pieing anything. I was really concerned that we were going to have to purchase something in order to watch the game, but it'll be free on the YouTube channel, which will be perfect. Um, and then moving on from that, after that game is over, then the Jacks will be coming uh, back home for Monday. What's Monday? My birthday. Yay! We will say happy birthday. You're going to be 21, right? Yeah, 21 again. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, Jax will be coming home on Monday. Uh, we'll be playing uh, North American. I'm assuming it's probably some. They're NII. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, but it will be on ESPN Plus, uh, like I said, Monday at 6.30. Then we play December 22nd, which is Thursday, at home again versus Jackson State, 2 o'clock. Uh, that game was moved up from about 6, I think, to 2 o'clock. And then after Christmas, we will be playing Abilene Christian, the beginning of the WAC, the WAC conference games on December 29th at 6.30 in Nacogdoches. So we got another Whenever the Jacks get home from uh, Greenville, another three-game homestand. And then uh, to round out the December schedule, uh, the December 31st, so uh, New Year's Eve day on uh, in at, at UT Arlington. Sorry, in Arlington at 1 o'clock. So that's the end of the December schedule. Then we'll be moving, obviously, into January and getting into the very meat and potatoes of our conference schedule. So the best is yet to come, I think, hopefully. Fingers crossed. We'll get some of our guys back and we'll get get things rolling again on 100, um, you know, not maybe not 100 percent, but at least 80 to 90 percent full cylinders and and really, uh, you know, see the team that we were going to see throughout the whole season. Um, but we've been I've been I've been pleased with our performance thus far. I mean, who can predict all of the injuries? Nobody that's not something that you predict. So we're doing the best we can with what we got. And I think what we got at the moment is just a core group of really dedicated and gritty dudes who are putting their bodies on the line and going 120% every game. Yeah. Completely. There's just a weird noise that just happened. It's okay. All right. So I think that brings us to the end. The end. So, uh, as always, remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter sphere. And, of course, follow us and subscribe on YouTube so that you can watch these later if you uh, haven't been keeping up live, which, again, we know sometimes it's hard to do. Uh, also, don't forget to get your my plates. I know we just saw the Rev's my plates uh, that he ordered and got in, and his uh, my plates said axes up which was, I thought, pretty cool. Oh, cool. I didn't see the pictures. I guess he posted them on Twitter. Um, it was on, uh, well, I saw him on Facebook. I don't know if he put it on Twitter or not. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So they say axes up on them. I think he won those in the in the homecoming auction, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I think he did. Um, so that's really cool. So get your my plates Again, classic win-win. You get a sweet plate, show your SFA pride, and then athletic teams get about 50% of your purchase price. 
If you love supporting your Jacks and want to support them in a new and fun, exciting way that you actually get something back, why not get a MyPlates? Um, there are multiple options you can use, you can order from one year, three year, five year terms. You can get a one year background only for only $50. What a great Christmas present for someone, especially that lumberjack in your life. Um, and you're not sure what to get them because they have everything lumberjack. Well, maybe they don't have a MyPlate. So go ahead and order that MyPlate. You go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. You can even get a $50 rebate. Only takes a few minutes to do all of this. And you can get it regular. You can get it personalized. Um, any Anything you want to do. Uh, if you already have an SFA MyPlate, did you know that you can move that over to the new brand new purple SFA plate? You can do that too. Um, you want to feel like you're, you know, up to date and hip, then go ahead and do that. All you have to do is call. Let's call my plates. Um, if you already have a my plate, but not the purple one, well, again, you can make a quick call, spend 50 bucks and get the new one shipped to your home. I did that many, 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 many moons ago. I had a different my plate. It was like a Texas fawn design one. And I was like, man, I really want the SFA one. This is when we had the red logo or the red around the logo. Um, and so for Christmas, my dad and mom just spent 50 bucks and flipped it over to the purple ones and surprised me. And I was, I was so pumped. I was excited. Um, so yeah, that's all you have to do. So again, one year, three year, five year terms, go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Get that $50 rebate. And if you don't want to pay all of it at one time, you can also do layaway too. So there's many options. It's a Stephen F. Awesome way to support your teams. And it's a great, great, great moneymaker for the athletic department. So um, if you want to support your jacks, get you on my plate. Bingo, bango, boom. Another great way is always to drink Fredonia beer, specifically Purple Lights. Purple Lights is a great, refreshing uh, lager, very sessionable, easy to drink. And of course, it's available at every SFA home game, along with Professional Texan and Angry Axe. So get you some Fredonia beer, baby. Come see us at the Fredonia Brewery at 138 North Mound Street at the corner of Hospital and Mound and have a fun time with us this holiday season. We've got plenty of stocking stuffers. Uh, I'll be there. Jacqueline will be there every once in a while. But anyway... We love you guys. What a great game. Hell yeah to beating La Tech at their house. Um, it's a great win for us. Good quad three win, and we couldn't be more stoked. Very excited. Very excited. All right. Let's have a great night, a good weekend. Watch the game tomorrow on the uh, field. The, yeah, yeah. The, uh, that their YouTube channel, and go Jacks. Kick some firm and axe. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a great night. And as always, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks. Adios, amigos.